What's going on everyone? Superstar Steve here again, welcoming you back to another edition of One Take Live. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Uh, we are post-TLC, that's tables, ladders and chairs. This is the review show, I am your host, Superstar Steve, and this is the second time that I'm trying to do this podcast. I mean, normally it's live, One Take Live, it says it in the, th- in the, in the title, One Take. Well, a little bit of a mix-up. The one take got interrupted halfway through, it ended up pausing, which then crashed the show, so here I am for take number two. The only positive is that I'm a little more awake now, and I have my microphone. Previously, I didn't have my current microphone, and I was recording it on another device, which didn't sound anywhere near as good, so it's sort of a blessing in disguise, isn't it? Um, But nonetheless, I digress, let's move forward. TLC. Wow, what a pay-per-view. I really enjoyed it. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. Hang on, ladies and gentlemen. Something has popped up on screen. I don't know what's going on, uh, but I'll continue. It's AVG. Don't worry about it. So, yes, as I was saying, it was 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, Quite a good show. I think I enjoyed nearly every match. Uh, Two highlights of the night were, of course, AJ Styles and Finn Balor uh, and the main event between uh, the Shields minus Roman Reigns plus Kurt Angle versus the Miz team. Um, Obviously, meningitis infection going around WWE at the moment, which has caused uh, Roman Reigns to be pulled from the card and also Bray Wyatt to be pulled from the card. Due to illness, Roman Reigns was, of course, uh, replaced by general manager Kurt Angle uh, and Finn Balor. We'll now be versing AJ Styles instead of Bray Wyatt. Um, I'm happy about the the AJ Styles inclusion in the pay-per-view. AJ Styles is one of the best workers that they have at the moment, one of the most over guys that they have at the moment. And I think the whole WWE Universe really enjoys watching him whenever he's on TV uh, or in the ring. And the inclusion of Kurt Angle was a bit of an odd choice. I know they needed someone, but I thought they were saving Kurt until WrestleMania. Um, Maybe now it's at least given him a taste for what's to come in the future, and they can, if they're not going the way I thought they were, they could replan and and move the pieces around the chessboard before we get there. But nonetheless, we kicked off the show with Asuka versus Emma. Your winner of this match was Asuka via the Oscar Luck. Uh I was really impressed with Emma in this match. I really thought she shone. Um, yes, this was a Oscar's debut and Oscar's highlight and Oscar coming to the main roster. Um, and Oscar gave a performance, which you'd expect from her. But Emma stood up in this match. She, I would say it's her best match she's ever had. Um, her transitions were smooth. Her uh, intenseness was there. The fire was there. The physicality from her was there. She actually controlled quite a lot of the match. Uh, and, and I think she really did a good job. So, top effort to Emma. Um, I think she was probably the biggest winner of this match. Even though Oscar came away with the victory, I think Emma looked very strong. And both women walked away with momentum, which is generally how a good match should be booked. Uh, not with one looking weaker and coming off uh, with a loss. Uh, more than a loss on the scorecard, so to say. So, very happy with that match. I'm giving it a B. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Uh, a good kickoff to the show. B from me. Next on the card was Cedric Alexander and his partner, 
Uh, Rich Swan versing the Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher. It was Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander getting the win uh, over Kendrick and Gallagher. Uh, didn't didn't think they would, but they did. They kept the momentum. I mean, it was it was a typical cruiserweight match. It didn't have too much excitement, I guess you'd say. Um, but it was on the card. Cruiserweights provided two matches. Uh, the main roster got three matches, and the women got two matches. So it was a very spread out, even card. Um, and I guess because you got so many of the top superstars in one match, that he really had to do that. Um, and and I liked it because it gave um, it gave more variation to the pay per view overall. So a cruiserweight match, I'm giving a C. All men worked really hard. The crowd didn't really seem interested, though. Uh, not until sort of the closing minutes of the match did they really get invested and start to pay attention. Uh, and that's when the momentum picked up and, and big things happened. But uh, at least they were there. They put on a show. There was some background story to it and build to it. And what more could you really ask for, I guess? Next match on the card was Mickey James versing Alexa Bliss for that Raw Women's Championship. I would have liked a little bit more, I guess, to and fro in the middle of the match. It sort of got a little stale at one point. Um, the the fire and intensity was sort of lost in the audience, I felt. Uh, the match, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I'm going to give it a B as well. Uh, Alexa did a good job. Mickey definitely showed that she does belong uh, in the top tier of the women's division. Certainly not coming off uh, any worse off from that loss that she did suffer. I do, however, expect Asuka to probably step up uh, and head towards Alexa Bliss fairly quickly. Um, but they used Mickey well. I think she was booked well. The match went over well, and what more could you really ask for? Um, to me... It all worked. It was booked correctly, and I don't have much more to say. I'm sorry. Next on the card, we had Enzo More versus Kalisto for that uh, cruiserweight championship. I mean, when you have Kalisto's uh, matches are normally very good. They're normally very athletic, very cruiserweight type. Uh, acrobatic aerial maneuvers. Uh, but with Enzo, his wrestling is not, how would you say, technical. Uh, his gift is on the microphone. His gift is his personality. Uh, and I believe he makes up for that lack of technical ability by using his personality uh, to his advantage. So any match you get with Enzo, you can't expect to have fireworks and amazing athleticness. Athleticness? Athletic ability. Um, and that's basically what we got. It was a bit scrappy, um, but eventually Enzo using a thump to the eye. Sorry, guys. I keep yawning. I don't know what's going on. I'm getting late here. Using a thumb to the eye to get the uh, quick roll-up on Kalisto and become your new champion. Uh, I'm guessing they did this with Kalisto because originally it was scheduled for Neville to do it. Um... But, of course, never leaving WWE, walking out. They had to put someone in there. Kalisto got the call-up, uh, did the quick couple of weeks champion, and now Enzo is back to champion, which means the Cruiserweights should be relevant again if Enzo can keep his mouth 
running and keep it interesting for them. Um, of course, it, what it does mean or what it should mean is that the ban on all the cruiserweights from having a cruiserweight championship match has now been lifted since Enzo lost the title. So I'm assuming everything's going to go back to Enzo versus the rest of the division. Uh, I hope they keep the title Enzo for a little while. Uh, make the cruiserweights great again is my motto. Uh, and when Enzo was champion, he was three weeks closing segment on Raw. Uh, made it something special. Made it uh, relevant. Became the top cruiserweight in the division, and I believe that was good for business. Uh, and so hopefully they've gone back to him because they realize that and they'll let him have the freedom that he so deserves so that the cruiserweights can continue to thrive. Next on the card, we had AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't see this match, go back and watch it. It was great. I mean, these two have, have versed each other all over the world before. People of... What am I trying to say? Jeez. I'm mixing my words up. Both members of the Bullet Club. Uh, both in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Both in multiple other organizations. Um, brothers in arms behind the scenes. And they brought it tonight. It had a big match feel. I'm glad WWE booked it the way they did. I knew as soon as Finn came out wearing his demon makeup that he would have to win. Because no one beats the demon. Um... But they turned on a hell of a match. Both men coming off with a lot more momentum than when we went in. Despite AJ losing, he loses no momentum. He only gains because he put in a magnificent effort. Uh, the match was great. It was an A for the match. Um, sorry, I didn't get to rate the Cruiserweights. I'm going to give the Cruiserweights a B-. minus, uh, An A for this match, though. It was great. Everything was intense. The crowd was into it. Um... You can't expect much more from a match. I'm glad WWE booked it the way they did. Um, and if AJ ever wants to come to Raw, I'm sure he would be more than welcome. Because he is a superstar. I mean, there's not much more I can really say. It was great. If you didn't see it, go back and watch it. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Next on the card was a little bit of an oddity... Um, so several times throughout the night, Elias Samson came out to do his song and was interrupted by Jason Jordan throwing fruit and vegetables at him. I know, fruit and vegetables. I didn't think I'd be saying that today either. Um, but yeah, effectively closing down Elias' songs, eventually, uh, they have a match together. So WWE were trying to build a sort of a, uh, an off-the-cusp match to happen to break up the... AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and the main event matches. And um, I guess that's what they did. The match between Jason Jordan and Elias was horrible in my eyes. Um, it looked like two big men throwing each other around rather clumsily. No chemistry at all. The finish was a quick roll-up by Jason Jordan, to which Elias kicked out of and... It's I, I don't like it when they do these kickouts right on three. Unless it's a quick roll-up um, and it's obvious they got the win, fine. But if it's not obvious, if it's one of those awkward uh, kickouts at three where it's obviously... 
I don't know if it's meant to go wrong. It confuses me. I don't know if it's meant to happen like that. If it's a false three count. If there was a mistake made. I don't like it. Stone Cold Steve Austin spoke about it in his podcast saying it's a forgotten art that we don't do very often. I think get rid of it. It just confuses the whole audience when it happens. Especially when it comes out of nowhere and it's not the person you think would have won the match. Should have won the match, sorry. Uh, And they did that this time and it looked like Elias had his shoulder up. Referee mispositioned. Didn't get to see it. Uh, So Jason Jordan has scored the pinfall victory there. Um, But... Yeah, I think these two got a long way to go before they have a decent match. Um, I understand why WWE did it. They needed to break it up. But, yeah, same time, don't like the finish. Moving on, though, we finally, the last match on the card was the main event. It was Kurt Angle substituting in for Roman Reigns, and he will team up with The Shield versus Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, Braun Strowman... And Kane. And this was action-packed. Action-packed the whole way through. Um, Kurt sort of looked very fragile at the start of the match. I was watching him and I didn't like seeing it, to be honest. I thought he looked very... uh, What's the word I can use? Out of shape. Unhealthy. um, Like he shouldn't have been there. Fragile is the word I'm going to use. Um, and I was just cringing every time he'd try and do something or someone was going to do something to him because I don't want him to be hurt. Um, and it didn't look like he was up to the task. However, later in the match, he did do some suplexes. Uh, he did get feisty. It made me think that maybe he was just holding back from the start. Maybe his nerves had got the better of him. I'm not sure. But the match ended up breaking down. Eventually, Kane and Braun turn on each other. Um, <laughs> I liked it. Eventually, the whole Miz team turned on Braun. Um, warranted, be it. Braun attacked them. Uh, and ended up chucking him in a rubbish truck to which the lid closed. Uh, and you'd think that crush would crush Braun. Um, I mean, the audience started chanting, that is murder. <laughs> um, so... Quite odd, the booking on that one there. I know they had to get rid of Braun somehow, because he's a powerhouse, but having him crushed in a garbage truck, that seemed weird to me. Um, The match did end with uh, The Miz being pinned by Kurt Angle, after all three members of The Shield um, basically took out The Miz with a triple powerbomb. And that is how it wrapped up, ladies and gentlemen. It was full of action. Um, Oh, by the way, I'm giving Jason Jordan and Elias a D. That was a horrible match, but I'm giving this main event an A-. minus. Didn't quite beat AJ Styles' Finn Balor for me, but it was entertaining. The thing I didn't like about it was that it had a very long sort of middle segment where they were just beating down on Seth and Dean. For a very long time. Almost too long in my eyes. Like, they could have finished the match. It was literally, all five guys had chairs. And Miz and Dean were just getting beaten up. Um, I don't know why that was left to go for so long. Or how it was possible that they'd um, eventually come back. I mean, I guess that was planting the seed for Kane hitting Braun with a chair. And then the little uh, friction between the team members happening. Um... 
But again, it didn't quite work in that believable aspect of a match for me. And that's what I didn't like about it. Um, eventually, yeah, Kurt, Kurt comes out uh, to break that up. Does some suplexes. Uh, it all leads to what it leads to. And, and that's the way the pay-per-view goes. So overall, the pay-per-view I'm, I thought was pretty entertaining. I'm giving it 8 out of 10. Um, I don't have much more for you guys. Interesting to see where they go from here, though. Uh, there was no Brock on the show. There was no Samoa Joe on the show. Uh, I believe Bailey and Sasha might have been on the pre. Or Sasha was on the pre-card. She did get the victory over Alicia Fox. I don't think Bailey was there at all. Um, and yeah, that was it, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you very much for joining me. Oh man, it is late here in Australia. Um, but I'm trying to get this guy done for you guys. It's been a hell of a week, a uh, hell of a month actually for me. Um, but you guys know that I'm trying my best to keep everything on target. We have the Raw podcast hopefully coming up for you tomorrow. Uh, and until then, I'm going to catch you down the road. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll catch you all later. Bye.